We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm Jake Litarski, joined today by John McKechnie. If you're out there on Twitter, please give John a follow at Johnny McKechs. That's J-O-H-N-N-Y-M-C-K-E-C-H-S. You can give me a follow at Jakeski52. We're back after a week off, John. Got a little excursion to Las Vegas in during our all-star break here. Uh, I guess the first question I got to ask you is, uh, you know, Sin City, what is the best or the most successful bet that you made in Vegas? Uh, let's see here. Went down to the Aria sports book and made a few baseball wagers. I felt really confident about uh, Myers in the home run derby. Obviously, that didn't come to fruition. So my sports book luck wasn't great, but um, I bet on myself in terms of uh, doing some karaoke at a very uh, uh, maybe – how do you say it? Not top tier casino uh, that we were at. And, uh, you know, wowed the crowd. Uh, you know, I'm surprised I don't have a nightly show in Vegas now at this exactly. point. Exactly. What was your jam again? Uh, I believe in a thing called Love by the Darkness. Oh, beautiful, man. You I got to refresh your memory. Early 2000s. It's mm-hmm. a classic. Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> How about yourself? Well, man, I, I can't I can't say that I had a bet as, as successful as that one. I mean, you can't really go down <laughs> with the darkness. But I did throw a nice $25 down on Amanda Nunes to take the belt from Misha Tate at UFC 200. That's right. So that was a decent ticket i wasn't too confident wish i would have bet some more but between that and uh 
now alleged steroid user Brock Lesnar. Those are the two most successful bets I made to start off the uh, start off the trip. I got there on Saturday for the show. So there, did but... the Lesnar one pay off already, and they can't take it yep. away even if he exactly. tested positive? Yep. Perfect. They, yep, I, I cashed it the day <laughs> afterwards, and the, the test came didn't come out till my flight landed back in Madison. There so we go. we're good to go. But hey, guys, this is a podcast about baseball, so we're going to talk some FanDuel value plays this afternoon here. We're going to get things started with uh, cash game pitchers, pitchers we think are generally pretty safe to use on FanDuel on this Tuesday slate of games here there are all 15 there are going to be 15 games all 30 teams playing and uh, all the games are on the late slate so there's no uh, wild card early games to uh, mix everything up so it's a big full slate ton of good options tonight uh, going to be tough to win tournaments you're gonna to have to be unique but there's going to be a lot of different lineups with the slate here but before we get to GPPs Let's start off with uh, cash games, John. Uh, you got a strategy note here we want to discuss, and then we can kind of transition that into um, our cash game pitcher picks for the night. Yeah, definitely. So tonight we, we only have a few aces going. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have Arietta 10-6 going against the Mets. We got Salazar 10-3 going against the Royals and Syndergaard opposing Arietta at 10-1. So... You know, you, you take out two of those aces out of the equation, and then you got Danny Salazar, uh, who's uh, coming off like some elbow fatigue, so you're a little worried about that. So I'm staying away from the really top tier guys. Mm-hmm. And usually, I when I do that, and uh, Jose Quintana's on the mound, I kind of gravitate towards him. Uh, and he has great numbers, but uh, he has the third lowest average run support in all of baseball behind Matt Harvey and uh, Julio Tehran. So he's really uh, he's pitching well, but the the Sox aren't really holding up their end of the bargain. And uh, I think people can be lulled into the safe sense of security that, oh, it's it's Safeco Field, a pitcher's park. But uh, the Mariners actually have the 10th best uh, home Woba. And then, you know, backing up what I said about Quintana's run support, uh, the White Sox have the 24th uh, best uh, road weighted on base. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of factors going against Quintana tonight, so I'm uh, avoiding him as well. Yeah, I mean, this White Sox team that started off so hot has gone ice cold. I'm looking at Team weighted on base percentage over the last 14 days to try to get a picture of the current makeup of their lineup. Mm-hmm. White Sox dead last, almost a full 20 points behind the Tigers in the last 14 days, sporting a 266 weighted on base percentage. Jeez. That's, again, almost a full standard deviation away from the pack. It's Braves-esque. Yeah, that's how bad that the White Sox have been of late. So if anything, you know, you're going to want to target pitchers against those guys until that offense can... Uh, can shed some light here so uh i i mean for me personally i think um my cash game pick today i i went with mike leakin in uh as attorney pick yesterday i'm gonna go back to that cardinals well nice and uh go with carlos martinez here because uh, a lot of reasons for that i do like a strikeout upside uh i mean the padres have a decent offensive numbers overall but at the same time, over the last 14 days, striking out at a 28% clip, and that leads the league here. And, and and you've got Martinez and the Cardinals that are minus 203 home favorites here, as I'm looking at this at, at, at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern time uh, is when we're, roughly when we're recording here. So uh, there's a lot to like about Martinez here. I can see using both Martinez or or, or even I do like your Sanchez pick as well. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go with Aaron Sanchez in cash. He's 8900, so uh, kind of in, in that nice price range. I know the matchup isn't ideal because he's going against a, a Diamondbacks lineup that that can make mm-hmm. anyone look pretty bad. And that's uh, at Chase Field, right? It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, Sanchez has been a little bit better on the road than he has been at the Rogers Center this year. He's six and zero with a two two zero. ERA on the road so I like that a lot and then I really like the fact that the Blue Jays are probably going to be teeing off against Zach Godley Mm -hmm. Uh, and even if Godley is able to pitch 
even if he's able to give him like five solid innings, that's still four innings of exposure to that Diamondbacks bullpen that I watched a decent bit over the weekend when they were playing the Dodgers. Dreadful. Just mm-hmm. so, so bad. So I, I really like the the idea of Sanchez getting a ton of run support tonight. So I think the win's almost a lock. Yeah, exactly. FanDuel really likes uh, the Blue Jays to put up a lot of runs tonight because I noticed Josh Donaldson at 5,400 tonight <laughs> is priced higher than three different pitchers. He's <laughs> Zach, or I'm sorry, Josh Donaldson is priced higher than the opposing pitcher in that game, Zach Godley, oh, by $100. My. So if that's not something that stands out for you you know you got you might want to rethink what you're doing here so uh we yeah, we know what's going to happen i do like the win probability there um i don't know if you mentioned this but vegas wise the blue jays are on the road yet they are minus 188 favorites so wow. that's that's very very telling here again those odds as of about 1 p.m eastern time here but uh let's go ahead and move on to hitters before we go to some gpp plays later in in the uh, show here but let's start at the catcher spot which uh it's not what fantasy DFS players are typically used to. I mean, I guess you got the the uh, usual suspects here atop the list with Buster Posey and Jonathan Lucroy at thirty nine hundred. Tyler Flowers, who's on the DL, checks in at third thirty five hundred. I think he gets that Great American Ballpark inflation. Uh, are we going with any of the usual suspects tonight, or are we going to kind of move on down the list and find some value? I found the the uh, the way that the pricing shook out to be kind of wonky. I mean, you got guys like. Steven Vogt going against a lefty. He's still at 3,300. You got a guy like Hank Conger, Kirk Casale, over 3,000. So I'm going with the usual suspect that I find is very over or underpriced tonight uh, with Sal Perez at 2,900. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, Salazar is coming off the elbow. Uh, we'll see how much it actually affects him. He's had a good bit of rest. So, I mean, at the same time, it wouldn't shock me if, if Salazar comes out sharp. But I think Perez is just a solid enough option. You don't have to pay a ton for him. You, you can expect a couple base hits or a couple times getting on base. That's all you really need from him. So, mm-hmm. you know, compared to the pricing of, of some of these other catchers, I think Perez is like a nice little safe, uh, sneaky option. Yeah, the other thing is is if the Kansas City Royals are able to maybe shorten Salazar's start, maybe because of the soreness or maybe the Indian just play it conservatively you get the Indians bullpen who absolutely blew the game last night blew my Corey Kluber win just Mm -hmm. me at home smashing my head against the wall (laughs) because that was the difference between me cashing or not that 12 point win bonus is huge you know I mean it was an okay lineup 150 points but uh you know nothing nothing too crazy there my catcher pick I'm gonna go to Wilson Ramos uh and he is a surprisingly low 2500 despite the uh, awesome season he's had he's been consistent he hasn't had a goose egg in in the last two series against the Mets or the Pirates here so that's good you know a lot of six and nine points in there but before the all-star break he squeaked in a 40 point fantasy point performance against the Reds but at 2500 man I I just don't think you can go wrong there and that uh, that saves you some money to get a pricey Blue Jays stack or something along those lines I mean uh, he faces a lefty and Scott Kazmir for the Dodgers and he's got a 349 weighted on base percentage against left-handed pitching there we go that's enough for me he's going to be an automatic insert at 2500 for me I do like the Perez pick but I'm a little bit concerned he's just in an 0 for 8 skid so you know I like to pick someone maybe a little bit uh uh I don't know who's who's trending upwards instead of the other direction, but I mean, but you can't rule anybody out based on a two game performance. That's probably pretty unwise here. Uh, But anyway, let's move on to first base here, where there's a a pretty chalky matchup. I'd say here, Uh, I I like your pick today. Who are you going to recommend to our listeners uh, this afternoon? I know we usually go the value route, but I mean, this is just too good to pass up. We got David Ortiz at four thousand at home going against Jake Peavy. Uh, Just going to drop a couple. 
PV numbers here. He has a 6.64 ERA on the road this year, allowing a 309 uh, batting average against lefties. And then conversely, uh, Ortiz is batting 348 with a 1.18 OPS and 19 bombs off of right-handed pitching. Uh, and his average goes up to 363 with a 1.224 OPS and 12 home runs at Fenway Park. So, I mean, that's the stars are aligned. I think this is just going to be a massive game for Ortiz. I think he, he's uh, about as safe of a pick as you're going to get. I think it's absolutely worth paying the 4000 for him. Yeah, I mean, first base today is not a position I'm going to try to find too much value at because, like we kind of talked about, we're trying to fade some of the top-priced options on the board. There's a, a few mm-hmm. question marks in there, and you're almost certainly going to be at a point where you use a pitcher under 10000 a day in yeah. most cases. And uh, if that's the case, you got to pay up for your corner infield spots. So I really do like Big Poppy today. I think that is... Uh, that I mean, that's pretty much your standard play. He's going to have high ownership, but you can almost uh, not afford to not play him right. tonight. Right, so uh, bankable. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll just throw this out there. If you do need a value, if uh, you're insistent on using Arietta for your cash games tonight, which I can't knock too much. I mean, it is the Mets after all. But if you do need some value here, Tommy Joseph is at 2500 and uh, I do kind of like that matchup for him. I think 2500 is a little bit low considering his last five games have been 18-6, 37, and 25. There's a three-pointer in there, and then before that even you got 24 and 15. So I think he's uh, he's a little bit too hot to uh, have that low price tag, that sub-3,000 price tag. Sure. Of course, check your Rotowire daily lineups here. You want to make sure that Ryan Howard doesn't squeak in and steal, steal a start from him. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I mean, the Phillies got to be using their young guys now to really see what they got right. from Howard's the young first really baseman. not everyday player anymore at this point. Exactly. He's a DH if he's in the American League, but he finds himself in the National League still. So uh, just throwing out some first base options here for you. But let's go ahead and transition over to the Keystone here where uh, we've got a couple value plays for you. I'm going to go. So same game, different team. I'm going to go with Derek Dietrich at 2,700 going against Vince Velasquez. Uh, Dietrich's been pretty awesome against right-handers this season. Uh, he has the seventh highest weighted on base at a uh, .373 among second basemen with at least 200 at-bats. So, I mean, that's pretty jarring. You, you wouldn't really think of him uh, as that productive amongst uh, his second base peers. But he's still sitting at 2,700, uh, so that's a huge uh, steal for me. And that, you know, at 2,700, going against Velasquez, a right-hander who uh, has a propensity to to maybe uh, kind of lose it in, in a given inning. So I, I think that Dietrich can definitely be a big part of that, especially if it, if he hits leadoff. He's definitely a huge consideration for me tonight. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that too much. I'm going to throw out a couple other options in the same range here. I do like, uh, I mean, Jonathan. I'm sorry, um, Jerks and Profar against Tim Linscombe, if he's 2,500, if he leads off again, he led off last night, right. I think uh, it's another situation where you want to check the Rotowire lineups because the difference between him hitting one in the order and him hitting eight or nine in the order is, is enough that uh, that would lean me one way or another to use him or not use him at 2,500. Right, so. at 2,500, if you get him in that top third, it, it's like a huge advantage for you, and then you yeah, know, otherwise it can really go south for you. That's an extra at-bat, and that makes all the difference here. Uh, if not him, or if maybe he's batting late, I don't mind Brett Lowry. You get a right-handed bat against Wade Miley in his 5-4-4 ERA this year. Now, I recommended Lowry yesterday, and he took an 0 first, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, jump on that gambler's fallacy there. So <laughs> thinking, oh, he's not going to do an 0 for twice in a row. So I, I just think there could be some value there if you go back to Brett Lowry because I, th- I think he's better than a $2,600 price tag, and he gets a matchup at Seattle. I mean, 
are any White Sox going to get on base around him? That remains to be seen, sure. I guess, the way that offense has played lately. Uh, so I'm not necessarily going to say White Sox stack, but Lowry's a decent fill-in option if you need some uh, value there at second base here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about shortstop, John? Uh, shortstop, I'm going to go with uh, Danny Espinosa of the Nationals at just 2,400, I believe. He's going against a left-hander in Casimir. He's hit lefties pretty well all year. He's got a 600 slugging percentage with seven home runs and 75 at-bats. Uh, he's been hitting the ball really well of late. Uh, I think it's important to note that he's in the top 20 in hard hit percentage over the last 30 days, uh, hitting it at hitting it hard at a 42.3% clip. Uh, you know, and that's ahead of a guy like Corey Seager or Matt Holiday. So you like that he's locked in to that degree. And then you, you toss in the fact that Kazmir uh, has been pretty bad on the road this year. He's got a 5-4 ERA. He's given up nine home runs and just 43 in a third innings pitch. So, uh, you know, even though Espinosa hits way down in the order generally, uh, he's a guy that uh, I think is, you know, only nominally uh, an eight hitter. I think he he could be hitting in the middle in uh, most other lineups. So I think at 2,400, he's a big value. Yeah, outside of guys like, uh, you know, there's a, a select few shortstops, your Correas and, and and those type of players that hit, and your Lindors that hit near the top of the order. Most shortstops are going to be down there anyway, so I wouldn't sure. uh, discount that too much. I really do like Espinosa, uh, and it's looking more and more like you can get a pretty affordable national stack against Casimir tonight. That's true. Uh, you know, if you, go with, if you go with Ramos and Espinosa, you can absolutely think about either stacking your out field with $4,500 players or, or using Arietta tonight. It sets you up in a very good spot. Yeah, Espinosa, Ramos is under 9K collectively, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. I mean, it's under under 5K collectively. Oh, yeah. yeah there we go. 24 and 25, so yeah, 49, so yep. solid Not there. Not a math major. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I do want to throw out one other shortstop option while we're at it. I know I said I was not necessarily encouraging a White Sox stack because of how that offense has been, but I want to throw my hat in for Marcus Simeon here who's uh, going up, I'm sorry, not a White Sox, uh, an A's. Uh, I didn't mean a White Sox shortstop. My my apologies there. But Marcus Simeon uh, going up against uh, Dallas Keuchel, who's been not as great on the road as at home. And Simeon's only 2,200. Now, uh, he, I feel like that's a little bit cheap. It's not a bad punt play at all for shortstop, right. especially when you have a hitter in his last three games who's hit 21, 18, and 15 fantasy points. So, Ride that train for 2200 I mean, that's pretty much minimum price there. Uh, that can free up a lot of other things in your lineup tonight. And I think the, the best part about that is Semyon is one of the more pop upside shortstops. So you're, you're mm-hmm. fitting in a potential home run at just 2200 Yeah, I mean, for your cash games, you might want to consider going up the ladder to somebody. I mean, well, geez, Zach Cozart's the highest price shortstop of the day. I mean, Trevor Story, I think, is a decent play for cash games at 3800 I couldn't knock Correa either too much. Uh, but if you do need some value, you and shortstop's a great place to find it i do kind of i do really enjoy marcus simeon at 2200 here but let's head to the outfielder you've got a few uh intriguing options here that i that i I think i can get on board with uh let's start us off all right i'm gonna go with uh nelson cruz for starters going against quintana uh cruz cruz is just 3400 and i feel like when it he has a tendency, or Fanduel has a tendency to like price him down sometimes, and you're not totally sure why. Uh, so he's going against a left-hander. He's got a 1.054 OPS and 12 bombs against lefties. I just think that's uh, about as good of a price you're going to get uh, on Cruz for given the matchup. Uh, and then uh, going to that Reds game a little bit, uh, I have Adam Duvall at 3K. Uh, 
I think getting exposure to that Reds lineup uh, might be a sneaky way of going about it tonight uh, because he's going against a pretty inexperienced pitcher in Jenkins and, and the Braves. Uh, Duvall has done most of, most of his damage against right-handers. He's got 19 of his home runs and a 547 slugging against righties. And then I'm going to use Billy Hamilton as well at 3,000. Uh, you know, just keeping with that red stack. And Hamilton, obviously, he his value is different. He's more of like... Does he get on base? And if so, he's going to mm-hmm. swipe a bag. And I think he does. Uh, he's got a 330 on base at home, which is a lot better than than on the road. So you like his chances of getting on at least once. And then, you know, with the right-hander, right-handers are just easier to steal off of. I think Hamilton's going to rattle him a little bit. I think mm-hmm. uh, Whistler got a little bit rattled by him last night. I think they'll be able to kind of capitalize that the same way. So he gets on base, steals second, and comes around on like a, just a slap uh, base hit. So I really like that a lot. Um, so yeah, those are my, those are my three outfield picks. What are you thinking? Yeah. I mean, I, I really agree with those. I especially like, uh, the Duval pick. I mean, I, I, I see him near the top of a lot of projections lists, but he still manages to sit at only 3000. His price actually knocked down a hundred dollars from yesterday. So, uh, yeah, but Duval Cruz, all, all good options, especially Billy Hamilton. His price is creeping up there, but True. I think he stole three bags last night and he has a decent chance to repeat that tonight. Uh, I'm going to go with a lot of those. I do want to add, uh, Curtis Granderson whose price is down to 2700 because he's facing Jake Arietta. However, he's got 30, he's faced him he's recorded 30 at-bats in his career against Arietta, so that seems like a decent enough sample size. Over that 30, he's hit 3 home runs and has a 1-149 OPS. So I think that's good enough of a sample size to be like, okay, Granderson could return some value here at $2,700 just because, uh, and I think people will fade him just because he's going against Arietta and then Cy Young candidate. So I want to throw his name in the mix as a value play. Yeah, I don't think there are many humans walking the face of the earth that have an OPS that high against Arietta. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on, uh, should we circle back to our third baseman picks as oh, well? Oh, yeah, you know what? I totally missed the third baseman picks. Apologies for that here. Oh, let's uh, we, we l- let's run it down. Corner. We got, we got it. L- we got it. All right. What you got, so John? I'm going to go with Evan Longoria. I watched Longoria all weekend against the Orioles. Mm-hmm. He looks awesome right now. And then I watched him last night at Coors, slapped two triples. Ooh, 30-year-old geez. Evan Longoria, two triples. Look I mean, he, wheels. He, he like mashed them. They were the kind of hits where, you know, how Coors Field put up that new higher fence and right center to kind of keep some balls in play. Well, that just creates more triples and you know, you're not relying on Longoria for triples, but I think he's going to be able to do it. Uh, he's going to be able to put up a lot of points tonight. Chatwood is one of the uh, Rockies' better pitchers, but he's he's pedestrian at home. He's got a, a ERA over five. So you got that coupled with Longoria just really being locked in right now in that in that ballpark. He's got 21 home runs on the year. I feel like he's quietly been about as good as he's always been this year, which is uh, you know, it's unfortunate how bad the team's been around him because he's been awesome out of the three spots. So I think he's going to be able to do a lot. You're going to have to pay up for him at 4100 but I think maybe the price will scare people off, and I think he's going to generate a lot of returns for you. I mean, 4100 is by no means a, a bad Coors Field price. Exactly. To get, a, to get a pretty hot-hitting third baseman at Coors Field, I'll actually take that. I'll take that before I pay 5400 for Donaldson, although, yep. I mean, I can't – if you – 
have the money to use Donaldson, I couldn't knock you for it, but that's quite a bit to pay for him. So I, I, I would lean towards Longori in that matchup. Uh, I don't necessarily advise trying to skimp at the hot corner tonight, but if you did want to save some money, I'm going to throw out Danny Valencia because his price is down to 2900 I don't know if it's uh, the Keuchel matchup that scares people off, but again, you've got Keuchel on the road, and Valencia is 7-for-13 with two home runs against Keuchel. And yeah, again, like very small sample size, but you extrapolate that, and I mean, Valencia mashes all lefties of all sorts. It doesn't True. really matter. I know Keiko's more of a ground ball pitcher typically, but hey, Valencia's gotten to him twice. Why not a third time on Tuesday night? Yeah, and I mean, Keiko's not the kind of pitcher that's going to blow one by him. I mean, he's more of a finesse guy, you know, sitting lower 90s. I think Valencia's going to be able to, to square one up uh, pretty easily and then yeah. put one in the gap. He's going to see it, time it, and I guess, I guess we'll see what happens from there. But I, I do like the chances of uh, Valencia returning some solid value tonight here so uh actually here mlb season is here and that means daily fantasy baseball is in full swing go to fanduel.com to play now building the team is easy just pick your players stay under the salary cap and sit back tonight and watch your team win entry fees start at just one dollar so anyone can play that's fanduel.com john to wrap up our hitter discussion today you got to throw out one chalk play one guy that's going to be in pretty much all of your lineups tonight who's it going to be it's got to be Big Poppy at 4,000. You know, going against Peavy, his old, his old teammate, uh, he's just a – I mean, Poppy's just putting on one of the best performances. Like, it, you know, something that we've never seen before for someone in his last season. It's, it's just unbelievable. And Peavy's a guy that uh, hasn't aged particularly well uh, this season uh, and on the road in such a hitter-friendly park. And you got Ortiz with a platoon advantage. I think he's due for a huge night. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there, John. I, I can't see a hitter on that slate whose who's matchup and current numbers and, and and everything else adds up to a big night, yet has a somewhat reasonable price tag here. So I'm going to save money at, at second and, and short and even some outfield spots tonight and go after Big Poppy, especially... Which is very realistic when you have a pitcher under ten thousand, which we both recommended for cash games exactly. here. Absolutely here. So, uh, so yeah, those are the chalk plays. Uh, what about stacks? You got a favorite stack so far? I do like the Reds. I don't think we talked about them quite enough, but I mean, even a guy like Votto, I couldn't blame you for for using against Jenkins. Uh, I think I'm going to try to at least get one lineup where I got uh, you know three fourths of like the top of the Reds order or something like that. Um, I like the Braves against the Reds, uh, conversely, because Cody Reed uh, can serve up the long ball pretty good. And then Mm -hmm. uh, Boston against PV, you know, it's going to be more expensive. It's going to cost you more, but it's probably going to pay off pretty well. Yeah, I I definitely like that stack. Uh, For me, it's more of a mini, a multi-mini stack night, I guess, if you can throw out those those terms here. I I like Rangers left-handers against Tim Linscombe. I would prefer if that game were in Texas, but nonetheless, uh, you know, it's Tim Linscombe. We'll see what he has left here, especially right. against a, the, a lefty-heavy lineup there. So that could be rough. Um, and then as far as mini stacks go, I mean, if you want to do Valencia, Simeon, I think that's pretty decent. Um, and Or if we want to do the the Ramos-Espinosa one like we yeah. talked about before. Because then you can definitely afford Poppy, and then you can even throw like Trout and Betts in your outfield and still Ooh. be, you know, still have yourself a solid lineup there. So I'm, I'm the, the gears are turning, man. I'm, I'm thinking of tournament lineups right now as we speak here. But speaking of stacks... Just going to run down the high over-unders. Rays, Rockies, that's 11.5, of course, standard Coors Field Fair. Twins, Tigers, you might want to get a piece of that game. Over-under is 10. We touched on the Giants, Red Sox, over-under 10 there. And then we have three games with the over-under of 9.5, kind of the usual suspects here. Orioles, Yankees, Braves, Reds, and that Rangers-Angel game that I alluded to earlier there as a potential stack against Linscombe here. 
Right. Are, that that yeah. O's Yankees game should be kind of mm-hmm. interesting because you know you got Nasty Nate going, he gives up a lot of home runs, and you got uh, the Vanimal Vance Worley coming in, you know, mm-hmm. making kind of a can you give us four and a third, you know, type of start. <laughs> so we'll we'll see what happens with that. I think there could be a good bit of runs. Last night was shockingly low scoring. It was yeah, two to one. I was very surprised by that. I it had was, a lot of action in that game. I guess it was one of those things where you, if you get to the Yankees early. You know you're fine, but it's worst case scenario when you, when Nova's like almost done with the sixth inning, and you see Patances warming up. It's like, oh, if we don't score now, we are so toast, and that mm-hmm. ended up being the case. Yeah, that was when I was using Weeders yesterday. I thought he was a pretty chalk play yesterday, and uh, just had the one hit by pitch to give me some points. Yeah, came out of that a little okay banged up. That. Yeah, came out of that a little banged up here. Before we wrap up, John, let's uh, let's talk tournament strategy here. Uh, there's probably looking for some some cheaper pitchers. I mean. Not very ace-heavy tonight, so a lot of people are going to be using cheaper pitchers. Uh, how are you and your GPPs going to distinguish yourself from the field? Uh, I think, you know, it's something that we've touched on a few times here. Uh, just that White Sox lineup is so um, hit or miss and, and very inconsistent. I, I doubt their ability to kind of uh, have that lineup fluidity where they're stringing hits together. I could see, you know, like you said, a guy like Brett Lowry getting on base, and then just getting stranded. So I, I kind of like the idea of Wade Miley at home just against that really punchless lineup because, I mean, once you get under – once you get to, like, the 7000 and under price tag, you got guys like Uvalde, you got Linscombe, you know, people that we're s- suggesting stacking against, people that uh, have those high over-under uh, lines. So I, I think Miley just kind of presents – like a decent win probability. I don't know how much exposure I'm going to have to him, but uh, you know, I like to put my money where my mouth is. I'll do at least one Miley lineup just to see mm-hmm. how it goes. But I feel amongst those kind of bottom bottom of the barrel pitchers, I like Miley the best of them. I guess I definitely hear you there, John. Now, normally Miley's a pitcher that you think, oh, maybe I'm going to stack against a little bit. But uh, in this case, the White Sox lineup in the last 14 days we talked about this there the Braves of July mm-hmm. and uh yeah dead last in weighted on base percentage you got a 266 mark there so White Sox are a team that you want to uh target no matter what and then you got Miley in a home matchup and and you know to top it all off uh well geez somehow the White Sox are minus 110 road favorites uh if I were still in Vegas this week I'd go ahead and bet on the Mariners for sure here. I think so, too. Yeah, so for my pick, though, I'm going to go ahead and bring out Jamison Tyon uh, for the Pirates going up against the Brewers. Uh, I like what he has to offer. I like his stuff. Of course, a highly rated prospect here. And uh, the Brewers, if you look at their team makeup over the last 14 days, third worst weighted on base percentage at 287. I mean, there are no White Sox that are a full standard deviation away, mm-hmm. but it's still pretty bad. Uh, I mean, 72 weighted one runs created plus that's actually dead last so i mean you can throw you can frame it any way you like the brewers are pretty terrible offensively of late and then you got a, almost a 27 percent strikeout right there now i know tyon will just be coming off the dl so maybe there are some concerns about his workload there but he's got the stuff he's got a long break in his past and i think it, the uh, factors are leading up to uh, really be in his favor on Tuesday night here and I mean I'm, I'm gonna look at the odds here real quick here let's see we got Pirates minus 145 home yeah. favorites with an over under of just eight I mean he's going against Junior Guerra who's been one of the Brewers better pitchers lately but I mean with two young guys with I'll take the guy with the better skill set at home yeah and I think go, going back to your point about the Brewers offense when I was researching uh, for Friday's podcast and, and I ended up landing on Anthony Descalfani, uh, one of the things that I found was that the Brewers uh, far and away led the majors in, in strikeouts on the road. 
they mm-hmm. for the entire first half they were at 26 percent so i'm sure that's only gonna or that hasn't gone down yet so i think tyon is gonna is gonna be able to miss a lot of bats tonight even if he only has to go five five plus or something mm-hmm. like that yeah and it's in a potentially strikeout heavy pitcher that brings you a lot of tournament upside so there's a lot to like there before we wrap up i'm going to run down the weather there are only two games that uh that right now seem to be have a heavy weather effect here we've got dodgers at nationals i mean not a heavy effect only a slight chance we've got 45 percent chance so uh you know not too bad there and then you uh we head to uh i mean there's a 28 percent chance of rain at coors i'd say that's pretty negligible for the most part double check i guess don't quote me on that but uh you know you're gonna want to check that as well and then of course we've got that game in st louis here that was uh yeah last time i looked uh, a 49 percent chance of rain so a lot of the similar weather patterns as the monday night slate here so just something to watch out here for uh if you're putting together those daily lineups check back at rotowire before lineup lock well thank you for listening to the rotowire daily fantasy sports podcast brought to you by fanduel the leader in one day fantasy sports Remember, first-time FanDuel users that make a deposit of $25 or more via Rotowire can get six months of complimentary access. Otherwise, to check out rotowire.com on your own, just go to rotowire.com slash pod. That's rotowire.com slash P-O-D. Once again, I'm Jake Letarski. Follow me on Twitter at jakeski 52 And I'm John McKechnie. You can follow me on Twitter at Johnny McKex. All right, the Rotowire Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast will return Wednesday with Benny and James.